0: Welcome on into the 7-7 Broncos breakdown in a game that was a complete failure. Offense, defense, and coaching. I don't know which side played worse. When it's that bad, it's embarrassing. The defense I lean towards having a worse outing, giving up 42 points, but the offense is not spared from this post-game rant because Denver went into December fighting for a playoff spot, And that's the product they put on the field. Listen, it's not easy to go on the road and beat a good NFC team, a good Lions team on a third game straight road, uh, third straight road game. But to put up 42 points on defense and 17 offensively, that's not even competing. That's getting punked. That's getting out coached. That's getting out played. That's getting out everything. So we'll dive into the stats of this game. But I know what everyone wants to know. Playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Here's what the playoff picture looks like. Ignore the division leaders, because I don't see Denver taking the AFC West. Of the three card teams, Denver now is a full game back, right? Sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven, They are tied with Pittsburgh. Technically behind the Steelers in the tiebreaker. The Texans and the Bills still have to play. Now, the Texans are without C.J. Stroud this Sunday, and the Bills have the Dallas Cowboys come into town. So I don't think it's unreasonable for Houston and Buffalo to both lose, create a four-way tie with the Texans, the Bills, the Broncos, and the Steelers all at 7-7 with three games to go. And sure, Denver's remaining schedule is probably the easiest of the bunch, but it's still the NFL. Yes, it's three backup quarterbacks in the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Steelers, uh, excuse me, and the Raiders. But the way Denver played tonight, I saw no reason to believe they could beat all three of those teams. And I think for the Denver Broncos to make the playoffs, they have to go 10-7. and 7. They have to win out. But Denver's offense tonight, this is what I was saying, the quiet stuff during the winning streak, and people were getting mad at me for having the nerve to criticize a team that's winning games. This has been a high school offense that's been aided by takeaways from the defense. And when you don't get the takeaways, which we saw tonight, which we saw in Houston, twice out of this three-game road stretch, that's the result, 42-17. This offense is unable to create any sort of rhythm or momentum in back-to-back drives on their own, especially out the gates especially in the first half. That Detroit's offense, by the way, they brought Vance Joseph back to September. 448 total yards, 185 on the ground. Listen, if this Broncos season ends with eight or nine wins and they just missed the playoffs, sure. There'll be a lot of positives based on where they started this year, where they ended last year, doubling their win total potentially or coming close to it. But I'll tell you one big need for Denver this offseason. Interior defensive line. Guys, these are grown men getting pushed around, having their lunch money stolen from them, and they knew it was coming, and they couldn't stop it. That's a tough pill to swallow. When the offense can line up and say, we're running it, what are you going to do about it? And you are just, you're all shoulders. I don't know. No game plan. And I haven't even gotten to Jared Goff yet who threw five touchdowns and under 300 yards, by the way. Pretty difficult to do that. Talk about the red zone defense for Denver just collapsing. So here's how the two teams offensively went head-to-head. 29 first downs for Detroit. Five for 10 on third downs. They never never got to third down. They ran it with David Montgomery on first and 10. They got to second and four. They ran it with Jameer Gibbs on second and four and picked up eight yards in a first down. And then they went to Amon Ross St. Brown for 25 yards. And then they went to Sam Laporta for a touchdown. And they did that five straight times. Ridiculous and embarrassing. Now, I've got more to say, and I'm going to get you guys involved in just a moment. But today's show is made possible thanks to our proud sponsors over at Prize Picks. So, really quickly, if you give me some time, let me explain how Prize Picks works. All you're going to do is select two to six players, pick more or less. On their projected stats, and if you go three for three, four for four on those projected stats and those selections, you could win up to twenty-five times your money. Now, for this holiday season, Prize Picks is rolling out something really fun, which is demons and goblins. So, take Joe Flacco for the Browns on Sunday. He's got a goblins stat, which is a hundred and ninety-nine and a half passing yards, lower than where it should be. So Not great payoff potentially, but I took the demons on Desmond Ritter and Amari Cooper, which have been increased staff projections for bigger potential winnings. So if you like my selections, head on over to prizepicks.com CLNS. You can make your own selections there if you'd like to, but use code CLNS for a first time deposit match up to $100. That link is in the comments and description of today's video, Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's talk about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a problem. Is he the biggest problem? No. I, I don't think he is. I don't think if you took Russell Wilson out of this game and put in an average, middle-of-the-road, 16th-best quarterback in the NFL, the result would be much different. But Russell Wilson somewhat playing like a really good high school quarterback. Like, that's cool if you're the high school quarterback. It's not cool if it's in the NFL. Like, Sean Payton deserves a ton of criticism for his play calling, his overall management of this game, and his game plan for this week as they were out-coached, out-foxed, out by Detroit every single play. Russell Wilson is a problem. I do not believe he is the biggest problem on this team. It's easy to point fingers at the quarterback, but taking Russell Wilson out and replacing him with Jared Stidham or anyone else is not going to dramatically change the outcome of these games. They got nothing going on the ground, and that that kind of leads me to my next point here. If you want to be mad, be mad at the offensive line. That was maybe their worst performance since the first three or four weeks of the year. Across the board, Ben Powers, Mike, everyone just getting blown off the snap Blown off the ball. And let me just say this really quickly. If you go to work on Monday and bring up the phantom offsides call on Quinn Miners as a reason as to why Denver lost today, get your head out of the sand and grow up. This team did not lose because of that awful call by the officials that cost Denver four points. They lose that game 41-21 to still. No. This team lost this game well before that. Javante Williams has been in a rut for four plus weeks now. 12 carries for 27 yards. Not even averaging three yards a pop. Jerry Judy had a nice outing on the box score. Had a great first play. Three receptions for 74 yards. He got a bit banged up towards the end. Hopefully he's okay. I don't have any major injury updates on Judy at the moment here. But all in all, this was an Complete failure on offense and defense and coaching. And the only question I have is, which unit failed more than the others? And how about Sean Payton chewing out Russell Wilson at that goal line sequence? Did Russell Wilson can call an audible and hand it off to Michael Burton, which resulted in a touchdown, by the way, if not for Quinn Miners being offsides, which I hate that happened because Chiefs fans are going to be so excited to shut this down Broncos fans' throats as if the two calls are even comparable. But listen, sitting at 7-7, seven and seven, I think it's pretty simple for Denver. Win out. Win out. And you'd think playing the Patriots, the Chargers, who just fired their head coach after getting blown out on Thursday night football, bye-bye Brandon, and then the Raiders. It's a very foreseeable path. For them to win those three games and go 10-7, and seven, have tiebreakers like against the Browns, for example, and some other teams right there in the thick of the playoff race, the Bills. But, I mean, let's see this team at least win next week because if they played the way they did today against the Chargers, against the Raiders, against the Patriots, they're going to lose again. It's still the NFL. Don't get ahead of your skis here. They have got to improve across the board. Jared Goff, by the way, was awesome. And I'll just say this. I'll, I think a lot of times when NFL fans experience a loss, they put 100% of the reasoning on the loss, either on the officials or on themselves. How about just giving Detroit credit? They came in here off a loss against the Bears last week, and they played their fourth primetime game. They won their fourth primetime game this year. And they punched Denver in the mouth from start to finish. I give Dan Campbell and this crew credit. They had a game plan. They executed it to perfection. They identified Denver's weakness—the ground on the run side, on the defensive side. They exploited it, and they used that to set up all their big plays through the middle of the field. And Denver's defense had no answers, no answers at all, for Ramon Ross, St. Brown, for Jameer Gibbs, for Sam Laporta, for anyone. Meanwhile, Denver's offense, Cortland Sutton got going a little bit late. Five grabs for 71 yards. Jerry Judy, three receptions for 74 yards. But Sam Laporta and the rest of this Lions crew, I mean, a hat trick for him. 100-plus yards for St. Brown off seven receptions for one touchdown. Like, before we all just blame Denver for the outcome of this, give a little bit of a, all right, the Lions just outright deserve the win with the way they played today. A lot of work to get done in Denver this week. They should be fired up in a bad way after this. Pissed off. Playing three straight road games is not easy. When we, when, when we went into the final six weeks of the season, I said, "Look at the last six weeks. You got three road games in a row, and then you got two out of three home games to end the end the season. You go one and two on those three road games, which they did in L.A. against the Chargers. You got to go perfect the last three games." Very much in front of them right now. This team is not dead. This team is very much in the thick of the playoff race, still at 7-7. Seven and seven. They are playing three bad teams, and they have played very well this year at stretches. But if you want to leave this video with one thing, it is this. If you bank on takeaways, this is what happens. This offense has to have an identity outside of the defense gave us the football at the 50-yard line and we kicked a lot of field goals and won the game. You have to put something of your own work together and not ride the coattails of five takeaways from the defense. You cannot rely on takeaways. Or this will happen. It happened in Houston, and it happened in Detroit. That's going to do it for us on this postgame show. We crossed 19,000 subscribers during our watch party, so to all of our new subscribers, thank you so much. If you have not subscribed yet, Go ahead and do so and get us a 20K.